morning. Happy Advent. We all live in an era where the practice of waiting has almost become alien or challenging to us. The culture of consumerism and materialism has shaped the human psyche so that hastiness and the urge for instant gratification has become the acceptable norm of the day. Many people go to counseling to be treated for anxiety and depression. One of the underlying factors that we notice in counseling is that people do not have the resilience to wait. People want instant medication, instant relief. Bearing or waiting or sitting with pain is a very, very difficult task. Counseling does not give a remedy immediately for the problem they come for. But rather, in counseling, we increase the very potential of resilience. We sit with them, we listen to them, and we also provide the strength they require to have that resilience. You might be wondering, am I standing here to counsel you all? And are you here for anxiety? Surely not. Advent reminds us of this important aspect of waiting. The church begins its new liturgical cycle from Advent. So I have the privilege to open this liturgical calendar through this sermon. At the beginning of this event, the liturgy invites the church to renew her proclamation to all people and sum it with two simple words, but very powerful words. And the word or the words that we are reflecting today is God comes. These two words summarizes the importance of waiting. The present continuous world evokes the power of waiting and encourages the faithful, the people, to overcome disappointments and hopelessness that narrow human existence to individualism. Now the question comes, what should we wait for during the season of Advent? This is not a new question. People in the past have asked this question time and again. We too continue to ask this question and pass the same question to the next generation who will continue to ask the same. Today's scripture lessons are testimonies of people questioning what should, what one should wait for and how long one can wait. The readings from Isaiah and the Son. I would like to specifically talk from today's Gospel lesson. The Gospel reading from Mark warns of doom and gloom. The text begins with a strict warning 
be alert in verse 23 and ends with a command keep awake in verse 37. In other words, Jesus cautions his followers to watch out. Watch out for what? The answer once again is evident in the text, verse 26. He's telling his audience, watch out. The Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. But why is it a matter of concern? Isn't it a, be a matter of celebration? For Mark, the act of the Lord's coming is a concern because for the Son of Man comes like a master returning to the household at an unknown hour. Before we proceed further to unpack more of this image of master returning to the household, I would like to unpack the apocalyptic image of the sun becoming darkened, the moon ceasing from providing light, and the stars falling from heaven. These images in Mark contrast the master image which comes later. One image that is the cosmic power, the sun, moon and stars are distant images. The other image, master image to which Jesus refers himself is a more closer image for the human experience in Jesus' time. The cosmic powers were seen in conjunction with the political powers of those times. Emperors and empires were called cosmic powers like sun, moon and stars. Hence they were considered as gods to whom people had to submit themselves without questioning their authority. In Markan instance, the cosmic power was Roman Empire. Now let us look at the master image. In contrast to the cosmic images or the powers, the master image was more closer to people. It is an image of a social structure where people existed and the society functioned as masters and slaves. The master-slave relationship was social order in which those days the society function. While this relationship exercised unequal principalities, it still did offer social and economic security for the weak and vulnerable of those days. These images today might invoke dehumanization in our own context. But in the Markan context, this lifestyle was socially acceptable. The master image attributed to Jesus informs a subversive Christology or subversive notion of God, subversive notion of Jesus compared to the cosmic powers. The master in the parable, Mark chapter 13, returns not to destroy, but rather he returns to be united, to rest and to dine with his household. I would like you to imagine these two powers, the celestial powers and the household image. 
right? Unlike the celestial power, in those days the emperors and kings or the empires marched not to empower people, rather they marched to enslave people. Whereas Jesus is in Mark, he is not intending to enslave in the name of religion or in the name of political orders. He has come to liberate. God comes to liberate each one of us. And in those days, he came, he comes to liberate his own people who are waiting for him. He assumes a different role, which is totally contradicting from the celestial past. His role is to be a master. His entire reign is a household reign, unlike the cosmic, universal and unreachable powers. This household image in the gospel had the power or the agency to bring liberation in people's life. People who looked at the cosmic power had to submit themselves because they found no agency. This is the nature and this is how we need to live. We need to accept the reality. But in a household, the slaves, though they were in the lower status of the hierarchy, did have an agency to influence and transform the master and the entire household. And therefore, we see Jesus in contrast with the apocalyptic image brings in this household image and asks them to do two things. And in Advent, as we wait and as we realize God's coming, we are asked to do two things. One is be awake. Be awake. I believe that all of us are awake. People are awake because people are able to discern things. But at the same time, Jesus is asking them to be alert, predicting the signs of whatever is happening is the world in the world is not enough but also we need to be alert for God's coming being alert so that we might welcome the master and we might be reunited with the master dine with the master and live in a household relationship with the, which actually breaches many political hierarchies and this image is what I would like to leave through the sermon this morning for our Advent reflection. An image which is subversive. People in Martin community did not look for an alternative sun, moon or stars to combat the powers that enslaved them. But rather they were encouraged to have an alternative subversive image so, they are, so that their psyche is not moved towards anxiety or towards depression but rather will be filled with the joy of realizing that God has come and God is coming as well as God will come. A present continuous act. What implications does it have in today's context? We do not probably live in a master-slave relationship. Very subtly these ideas might function. But as I mentioned earlier, we live in a consumeristic world. We are enslaved by the desires of having. We are enslaved to be thinking, to think only for ourselves, to live a selfish life. Nobody would question that. We are not going to be penalized. 
we are enslaved to think individually without considering the other. This household image is an invitation during this, uh, during this advent to reorient, to renew and to reform ourselves, our relationship with God, our image about God, because God does not come as the celestial power. He comes as Emmanuel who takes birth amidst of us, who lives with us and according to Mark, he comes as a liberator by carrying the cross as a suffering servant. In a context of consumerism, in a context where people are put against others, where we try to be named in taking political stands, where we also enjoy the ability of having and also celebrate the ability to have more. Advent is a season to wait. Wait to discard all that we have that makes us confident. And to rely on this God who does not march as a sun, moon and star, but as a little being into this world. It is in this vulnerability God comes and therefore waiting is not vulnerability, it's not a vulnerable position, but rather it's a very, very powerful and subversive act that one can act upon. Be awake and be alert. Amen.